Welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam, and the date today is the January 11th, wow, uh, 2021, so certainly time has uh, been going quickly here in the month of January, and today we're going to recap some of uh, my 2020 New, New Year resolutions that obviously got accomplished um, in the year 2020 and some that didn't and looking forward uh, regarding 2021 what I've decided to do and continue on so let's get to it and uh, let's get things going So basically, welcome everybody, and I want to talk about some of uh, the things I learned regarding New Year resolutions through the years, and what my resolutions were in the year 2020, and basically how things went regarding those. So I had a few resolutions in 2020. How it all started was my friends that I I gave these challenges to my friends and I knew they they were things that my friends had uh, couldn't accomplish. They were more like challenges and they didn't really have the heart to accomplish them. So I gave that to them as a challenge, but they didn't want to pursue them. uh, And in order to encourage them to kind of, you know, do something tough together, I offered to do said challenges that I challenged them to do myself. So it was kind of like the whole uh, how Joe Rogan had the Sober October thing with his friends, with his pot podcast buddies, comedians, uh, during the last few years, I try to do that with my friends, but of course, like most things, even, uh, a lot of times, um, if you set out to do something, you're going to have to set out to do it on your own because very few people want to go on the journey with you. So, I have, uh, you know, a few friends, one that lives in Austin, one that lives in Orange County, and one of the challenges was to not buy new clothes for a whole year, and I know for myself that was a challenge as well, but, the you know, these guys, they're into the men's style, as am I, I... I, of course, had taken a course by Real Men Real Style, Antonio Centeno. He's a famous YouTuber. Um, I had actually taken his course regarding men's style. And lo and behold, the... uh, So, 
lo and behold, I I'm very in tune regarding uh, men's fashion. Not not the word fashion is discouraged to be used. Basically, men's style. I'm very in tune regarding that, and I know what I'm doing when I go shopping, and I know what colors work supposedly because I took the class, and and uh, yeah, so. You know, for me personally, I'm one of the guys that I like to buy new clothes. I I have this philosophy. It's always uh, I I take more liberties in buying clothes because you can just wear it and then it pays for itself. Um, whereas if you buy a lot of different stuff, like a lot of you know, people have a ton of hobbies, and then people buy stuff um, for those hobbies. If uh, a lot of times, let's say, you know, you buy a bunch of snowboarding stuff, like which I've done in the past as well, uh, the the only way to use all that stuff, of course, is you have to go and go snowboarding. But uh, with clothes, you can buy a whole bunch of clothes, and then all you have to do is just wear them, and then <laughs> they pay for them themselves. If you, uh, let's say you buy jet skis or a snowboard, you actually have to go do the activity, and that takes a lot of time, and you have to be really, really into uh, said hobby to, for it to pay off, whereas uh, clothes, of course, if you buy clothes, then you wear them, and then <laughs> they pay for themselves. So uh, I had always uh, been been one to to lean towards buying clothes, and then my friends, of course, are into the men's style, of course. So I knew this would be a tougher type of challenge, and for myself as well, my cl uh, closet. I I actually have a walk-in closet that was slightly overthrow overflowing. I'm also a person that doesn't like to. Um, throw out clothes. So I've had clothes like since I was in college, since I was in high school. I still have some of those clothes that are lying around, and sometimes I do wear them. So I'm a person that actually wears clothes for the lifetime of the of the clothes, and whether it's in style uh, or out of style, I don't take that into consideration. Because things don't really go out of uh, style. You just need to match uh, and pair them correctly. So that's what I've learned. Obviously, if you buy the right stuff, that's it makes life uh, much easier. So, I, you know, I have an overflowing closet. So it would be a good challenge for me as well. <coughs> so I was thinking about that. This was January... Uh, 20, I mean, February 2000, I'm uh, not February, December 2019, and I had bought some clothes on Amazon as well, bought some socks, because no clothes also means no socks, no shoes, no, um, no underwear for the year, no, so I had to make sure some of those fundamentals like socks were well stocked just in case, you know, Socks easily wear out sometimes, especially if you're in a job that you're on your feet a lot and you're walking around a lot. 
you need to have some durable socks. So I made sure stuff was stocked up um, and I had plenty of socks uh, to go and I had uh, other fundamentals, shoes, uh, all that stuff. I wouldn't be buying anything. And then another challenge. This uh, this wasn't really a challenge I said to my friends, but uh, as you knew, all know, the coronavirus was uh, COVID-19, so it started in 2019, and uh, primarily hit North America significantly starting in January 2020 and at the beginning we had uh, my father and I and my brother uh, we usually go out to go eat dinner on Sundays but we had stopped so because uh, we didn't know the safety of said Chinese food in case there was a chef that just came back from from Wuhan, China or whatever. So we didn't know any of that stuff. So we ate American food for the beginning few weeks every Sunday. And that lasted for a while. And uh, until it didn't. Um, and overall. I decided that would be a good challenge. Uh I didn't set out to do it, but just because, you know, me and my dad, we weren't going out to eat Chinese food. And then uh, once the coronavirus hit seriously in late March, my dad just, he said, I'm not going out to eat anymore. Um, so you're on your own. So for myself, I was like, this, this would be a good challenge to continue just to see if I could do it. It was more like a personal can you do it challenge rather than I was afraid of the coronavirus or anything like that. So I continued on with the whole year not eating any Chinese food, which was quite a challenge. And, you know, I don't usually cook Chinese food at home either. But I did get around it, I guess, in a way, because I did eat other types of Asian food, like Vietnamese food, which is somewhat similar, Japanese food, somewhat similar. And did I have Korean food? Maybe. I don't even know if I had Korean food all year, so it was quite a challenge. And Thai food, I had it like once or twice. So it was a very very non non-chinese food year it's kind of tough because juno hills does have some good chinese restaurants and southern california of course has some of the best chinese restaurants in the world <laughs> so it is a bit of a challenge not eating chinese food uh, but i got through the whole year with it and the close back to the clothes thing a bit uh, the uh, once again, I I, I had uh, ordered some socks, uh, you know, before the whole the year started, and I was I was pretty well stocked on on everything, so it didn't it wasn't too tough. Obviously, sometimes you know you go to a store or or you go to a freaking Dunkin' Donuts and they have the the t-shirts for sale 
you know, or you know any type of sporting event which luckily 2020 didn't have any basically there's a lot of temptation to buy cool looking t-shirts everywhere and luckily for me i didn't go into kohl's um which i always like to do kohl's is my go-to for clothes shopping uh kohl's and amazon of course so it was very fortunate that that I didn't go to Kohl's a lot to lower your temptations, and it was very difficult, but I got through it, and yeah, the hardest part is the whole t-shirt thing, because I'm a guy, if I see a cool t-shirt, sometimes I buy it, because again, I always use the theory, if you want it to pay off and not just be useless you just wear the t-shirt luckily of course through amazon they had uh, my employment at amazon they occasionally give out a free t-shirt every like six months or whatever uh, when it's peak season to commemorate that you've gone through peak season and it builds some team unity in a way if, if they give out free t-shirts so luckily my free t-shirt the quota was was uh was used my annual annual <coughs> instinct instinctively buying t-shirts thing was was uh kind of satiated by these free t-shirts that i got from work and i did buy a work vest but i had to do it for work so that uh didn't count towards the thing because i needed it for work uh so it was a work safety vest that I had to buy. And then uh, regarding personal, of course, I didn't buy any new shoes, which was also tough because I'm slightly a shoe guy. And I didn't, you know, I, I have like, what, let's say uh, 12, 15 pairs of shoes just hanging out right here. So it was good not having to, to, <laughs> to, uh, buy more because it's more more stuff right the more clutter you have in your house the the less you feel uh, um, secure I guess I guess for me I'm I'm enjoying the uh, more minimalist and more organized lifestyle and not having tons of clutter so the lowering of buying new clothes kind of helps the the less stuff you have the less you have to spend time managing all of it so that's always a good thing so we've talked about my two two resolutions to close one and then no chinese food for a year and i had a few more of course resolutions one of which give me one second here and my third resolution was to drink alcohol only on the odd months. So January, March, uh, May, July, those types of odd months. And November, September, July. And then... All the other months, all the even months, February, April, etc., etc., 
those would be the months where I didn't consume any alcohol. Now, I'm not a big alcohol drinker to begin with. I'm very non-committal towards drinking alcohol. I have taken bartender school in Las Vegas, and I do know what goes into mixed drinks, and I also have <coughs> some stock in in uh, Molson Coors. So I'm definitely not opposed to alcohol. I like to go to microbreweries from time to time as well, but I'm definitely not a big drinker. And I can go months and months, years, if I tried regarding not drinking. But it does put you into a bit of a frame of mind regarding if you set a goal <clears throat> not to drink certain months. And it's, I don't know, for, for me, because of my work schedule is kind of odd. And I do do the overnight at Amazon. There sometimes isn't a good time to drink either. So there's that issue. And it, it kind of worked out. It wasn't that hard to do not drinking during the even months. And January, of course, because New Year's, New Year's Day, what <coughs> New Year's Day was um, obviously in January and then my birthday's in March, etc., etc. Wasn't entirely too difficult to achieve. And I don't know. Again, I'm not a big drinker, but it did feel like I wasn't, I didn't have to force myself to drink, if that makes any sense. And. You know, sometimes uh, even if you go out with someone, which didn't really happen in 2020, but if you go out with friends and things, there's always the decision point. Should I drink tonight or not drink tonight? And, you know, if you do something cool and you want to celebrate, should I celebrate with alcohol or not celebrate with alcohol? It was just easy just to set it up that, you know, it's like I'm not drinking this month, so it just made the decision making uh, much easier. Uh, for myself so I wasn't drinking that month boom and then I didn't have to be tempted to drink alcohol it was a yes or no binary option and the option was no so it it just kind of worked out next of course I had a resolution my fourth resolution which it didn't work out and that was to move out of my condo. The association that I'm in is kind of, the homeowners association is kind of run poorly. And our homeowners association fees continue to rise and rise and rise. Literally, they keep rising every year, and the problem with that, of course, is your expenses are more because you're paying higher association fees, but 
the services you get out is kind of like the same service, but the price keeps getting higher and higher. Now, naturally, of course, with inflation, eventually things cost more over time. But in this case, they just these fees are rising far higher and far faster than any type of inflation would ever account for. And it, it's it's a lesson regarding you know when when you move into older types of condos and my condo was built in the 80s and the the structure of it the water each unit does not have its own water heater so there is a general uh boiler for like each building and then each building has several units so there's a big boiler and said boiler of course is shared among the units and the association handles the boiler but of course over over time for various reasons the boiler eventually wears down and then it needs to get maintained and and repaired things like that so that's only one of the things uh, that the association covers. Uh, there's also the trash dump. Uh, my my condo is kind of like apartment style. Everyone throws their trash away in a big dumpster, which is not really cool. Uh, it sounds cool, you know, you just throw things away, but it's not that cool. Because people throw away boxes and they don't break down the box. And then uh, there's no room to put anything else. And then the trash overflows like all the time. And then the trash company sometimes forgets to come. And then it's just a big chaos. So that's another issue regarding um, trash. And that's, that's another thing that's covered by the Homeowners Association. Anyways, so the homeowners fees, they keep going up every year. And then the pool, of course, of coronavirus uh, going on. They didn't even allow us to use the pool in the summer. So uh, when it comes down to it, what we were paying for was not uh, equal to the benefits you're getting out of it. And also earlier in 2020, I had some things stolen out of my garage so overall <laughs> overall it wasn't a great uh 2020 year regarding living in, in my condo and the real estate prices in chino hills have risen dramatically so it's obviously a good idea to sell the condo and then uh, take the equity from from my condo the proceeds from the sale of course because it's like doubled in value or something crazy like that and then you know you can throw down on a much nicer nicer spot to live so hopefully you know that was the plan but unfortunately the coronavirus caused the job market to completely sour and I ended up not securing a full-time job and that that whole 2020 year was kind of um, blah and uh, 
I didn't really. I was. It was kind of like a a year that I was I was like stringing along because I was looking for full time employment, but not to a crazy extent because of said coronavirus. Towards the last half of the year, of course, my job at applying intensified significantly, and the the. <laughs> There's no problem with that, but uh, the problem is I can't just go move somewhere um, if I don't have a full-time job there. So what would be the point of that, right? So things are kind of in limbo a bit, and I'm still living in Chino Hills, living in my condo. There's nothing too crazily wrong about that, but I'd, I'd like to get on with my life and then, you know, have a have a new job, meet someone, start a family, things like that. But the coronavirus, it's it feels like everything's kind of in limbo right now, which I really dislike. So Yeah, so that that goal I didn't achieve. I'm still living in my condo, so that was a failed New Year's resolution. And Looking forward to 2021, what type of New Year resolutions do I have? One, I want to continue to try to move out of my condo. So that's still in the works. And in another scenario, I'd like to... Um, I've also deleted Facebook from my phone, which I think will help me mentally significantly. Facebook's been a big uh, headache and social media in general. I already deleted Twitter a few years back from my phone and I went to desktop only, but it's still kind of <laughs> kind of annoying and troublesome. Um, and of course, the these social media companies, what they call big tech, are trying to to silence conservatives at this point due to the fail the uh, the Trump rally on January 6th where they end up inside the Capitol building and overall I feel that not being on Facebook during this type of time on my phone at least would help you know, I'm pursuing a full-time job in the corporate world, so I don't really need to full-time it on Facebook. I don't need to be super active on it. And the desktop version is kind of more peaceful, <laughs> I guess, because you don't, you don't flip on it, like, all the time. I remember in the past these social media like friends or Facebook or and things like that it was like you you look at it in in the morning and then you look at it after you come home from from work or school or whatever and then it's a one-time shot and then you're done and once it became mobile and then once the feed went from chronological to uh, post that will get you upset or post that you quote-unquote like, um, then at that point, then social media became much more argumentative and 
it became a much more volatile place. For now, you know, I prefer Instagram because it's not volatile. It's mostly pictures and and kind of more peaceful stuff. The stories, uh, you can browse through them quick. You don't need to respond too much. And it's more of a visual medium, so that helps. Less text. And Instagram's not really designed for arguing either. I am on Minds. I am on Parlor. And, but those, I, you know, I don't want to put too much effort into those either because of said uh, social media crackdowns. So it's it's a whole new world, and taking Facebook off my phone it would help me focus on what I need to do most, which is you know get back to the corporate world and hopefully uh, move out of my condo and into a better life. So a lot of things there. Twenty twenty one coming up. Obviously, I do plan on, you know, meeting someone, things like that. So, yeah, the 2020 was really, really bad for dating. And then the longer this stupid coronavirus thing goes, the worse it gets. And, yeah, it's people, they just don't want to, like, hang out anymore. (laughs) Because there's a fear in the air. Whenever there is a fear in the air... It kind of goes the opposite of of um, of dating. Now, if you're a coworker or whatever, then that does work because you're sharing an experience together, or you're kind of forced to be there because because of work, uh, and there's a captive audience, things like that. But the this random like uh you know gonna meet someone on on a dating app people they're they're scared even to go see their friends and family they're gonna go see a random stranger that they meet on a dating app seems kind of weird right so it's really uh it's really challenging at this point and i do hope i meet someone and you know, I fall in love and blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, I, I do want to have a family in the future. I know my life's kind of uh, in disarray right now because of said coronavirus. But hopefully things turn out better and become some somewhat more stable. So we'll see. A lot of challenges ahead and... And uh, I really hope that there will be some resolution to all this craziness coming up soon. Anyways, that's all I have to say for now. If um, there's any other questions, comments, concerns, uh, please contact me. My Instagram vision of Tam. You can... Look me up. I'm on those other social media works uh, on uh, social media sites on mine's vision of Tam as well. Other than that, you can also email mentaldebriefing at gmail.com if you have any questions or contacts or whatever. If you have any job leads, let me know as well. 
And yeah, hopefully if I have other news, I'll let you guys know. Other than that, I will see you guys. Adios.